Kalikimaka is a thing to say on a bright Hawaiian Christmas day. I wouldn't have known this existed except for Christmas vacation. I brought it back for sure. From the land oh, sing it, Bing. Before I ran for governor of Florida back in 2010, <clears throat> I'd been in business all my life. And I didn't start out with money, so I had to go to banks and I had to go to investors to start the companies I started. So if I went to a bank and I said to them, give me a bunch of money, and here's the documents you have to sign, and you'll have 24 hours to read them, what do you think the chances I would have gotten any money? Money. If I went to an investor and said, this is what you have to sign, you've got 24, 48 hours to read it, but you have to sign it, and I want your money, you think they'd give it to me? No, they wouldn't have given it to me. The way we do things in Washington is insane. It's crazy. And yet, we keep doing it this way, and somebody keeps hoping there's different results, so who's insane, them or us? But uh, yeah, Rick Scott is right. If you go in the private world and you try to take a 4,000-page budget proposal into the banker and say, okay, I'm going to need you to sign, this and sign off on this in three days. I know you can't read it in that time, but don't worry about it. It's all okay. I mean, nobody would ever do that. Nobody would ever handle money that way. Same thing with lawyers or a certified financial planner. In the private sector, you never, ever do things this way. And yet, in government, we do it all the time. And, you know, very infamously, Nancy Pelosi one time said about the uh, about Obamacare, the Affordable Care Act, she said, you know, we got to pass it to find out what's in it. Well, yeah, because nobody can read all of it in time to find out what's actually in it, which is a naughty way to do legislation. Now, I will tell you my own my own proposal on this is and I don't I don't have it worked out exactly how this would work with budgets. But I've had a longstanding belief that what we need in Congress is we need a law, maybe make it a constitutional amendment. I don't care. But what it should say is no single bill on which you vote can be longer than 10 pages. I mean, look at the length of the Constitution (laughs) itself, right? Right, right. There's no reason. I mean, you say the Declaration of Independence is four pages. Yeah, it was big pages, small print. But, you know, still, the point is bills should not be long. They should be adequate for the individual to read. And then you figure out the details of how this is implemented in the agencies. That's fine. But, you know, 10 pages is enough. So a 4,000-page bill is insane. And that's the point. It's impossible to read in time. We get a bill that should have happened before September that we all should have had plenty of time to review. We get a bill at 128 in the morning that's three times the size of the Bible. The Bible might have a lot of interesting stories, but I've tried to read the entire Bible straight through a bunch of times. It's hard. Think about it. We have to, we'd have to read it three over three times between now and Friday night. All right, here's the Bible. Read it three times over before Friday night. You, I mean, you can't do it. right? And that's the Bible. It's actually fairly captivating and also in parts extraordinarily boring. But, you know, very captivating, and you want to read it. Nobody's reading a 4,000-page bill before Friday. 4,155 pages, 7,500 earmarks, right? And how many people, when you go back home and you say, I, you know, I supported 7,500 earmarks for things that— that they would not spend their money on, that people would say, oh, you should, you should reelect those people. We can't keep doing this. And, and I've been up here four years. We're going to keep doing this. And, and by the way, we, the, the uh, Daily Signal just came out with a list of, uh, you know, this is uh, Heritage, uh, Heritage Foundation arm, came out with a list of, like, the things that are just, just this as an example. Okay, and there are other equally ridiculous things that are in this bill. But you've got, you know, one point two million for LGBTQIA plus pride centers. 
You've got uh, 477000 for the Equity Institute to teach anti-racism virtual labs in Rhode Island. You've got, uh, let's see, $3 million for the American LGBTQ Plus Museum. You've got th- $3.5 million for a Michelle Obama trail in Georgia. I mean, just, like, there's so much crud thrown in here that, you know, it's, what do you say, 7,500 earmarks? 7,500 earmarks. You can't even read the earmarks, let alone the underlying bill itself with all the budgetary items. If you look at the inflation that's happening right now, inflation is caused by one thing. Reckless government spending. $31 trillion of the debt. If anybody's buying a new house and you look at the mortgage has gone up to over 6%, okay, that's caused because we have $31.5 trillion of the debt and we keep running deficits. If you look at the inflation, which has been about 14% since Biden got elected, it's because we haven't lived within our means. Okay, true, but I quibble with the only part, and I do want to make sure to say this. Uh, he's right that government spending, government policy, money supply, you know, and Technically, you know, inflation is just a factor of money supply. But okay, Um, when we're talking about inflation for the ordinary person, we need prices, right? The gas prices, the food prices, the the rent, the car price, all of that kind of stuff. And when it comes to the price of things, which is what most people mean by inflation, it's gone up. We're at 7% annual inflation in the United States right now. And that's terrible. It's genuinely terrible. It is not entirely due to government policy. It is also, and I hate to be the one who's actually going to defend Biden a little bit on this, uh, the invasion of Ukraine did affect global energy prices, and that has had a trickle-in effect on other things. But it didn't cause it all, and the gas prices were going up before Putin invaded Ukraine. So when you know Biden blamed it all on that, the Putin price hike, he was lying. So he's not right. Rick Scott is also not right. Also, um, COVID. It's just plain true that the massive disruptions to the supply chain caused by shutdowns and lockdowns and demand massive fluctuation, right? If everybody goes from being at work to being at home, and then, for example, the dairy industry sells all the milk to the restaurants and they don't have enough milk supply to the grocery stores, but people aren't going out to eat anymore, they're eating at home, and so they're buying all their milk at the gallons, well, they're dumping milk out that would have gone to the restaurants. That kind of thing happened. And then when demand shifts again, you don't have enough supply to keep up microchips, semiconductors for cars, same same story. We have had significant impacts because of COVID, sometimes COVID policy, sometimes just COVID behavior that have affected prices. So all three of these things, government behavior, COVID policy and or behavior, and also the invasion of Ukraine are all factors. Also, and this is just a note, the United States is not the only country with inflation. I was kind of surprised nobody's talked about this, but I hadn't thought of it, so I hadn't talked about it. I looked this up the other day. I'll tell you what I found in just a second. Before that, let's get Candy in here with Traffic on the Fives. Uh, traffic on the Fives, watching an accident. It looks like it's it's being cleaned up because traffic is moving, just moving slow. It's Fairfield and Gulf Beach Highway. Bad accident on Gulf Beach Highway this morning. There was a roadblock, but it looks like somebody's there directing traffic. Traffic tips, text 437-1620, News Radio 92.3, informative, local, dependable. Thanks so much. Candy. So back to the inflation issue. Uh, You know, the natural impulse and my own natural impulse is to look at inflation in the United States and say it wasn't this way under the former president, therefore blame Biden. That's a very normal reaction. I think that's what a lot of people have as a reaction. It occurred to me the other day that if that's true, if the change variable is Biden versus Trump, then you would expect United States to have really outrageous inflation compared to the rest of the world, right? That's your rough control group. The rest of the world should have very low inflation, and we should be suffering if indeed it's Democrat policy, if indeed it's Biden. And I'm not saying they have no effect. I'm just saying if you really want to blame it all on them, then you should look around the world and see, oh, the rest of the world is not having this problem. It's uniquely here. 
but in fact, it is around the world. Now, we are middle of the pack. If you look at inflation rates of other countries, uh, the United States is 7.1% right now, Canada 6.9%, Spain 6.8%, Singapore 67 France 62 Brazil 59 India 59 uh, Indonesia 54 South Korea 5 And here you get into ones where they're significantly better than we are. Japan 35 Switzerland 3 Saudi Arabia 2.9 China 1.6. But on the other hand, there are some countries that are worse than us. Uh, we're 7.1, Australia 7.3, South Africa 7.4, Mexico 7.8, Netherlands 9.9, Germany 10, the Euro area 10.1, the UK 10.7, Italy 11.8, Russia 12. And there are a few countries that are reported that are way out of line. Turkey 84%. Argentina, you know, they just won the World Cup. Everybody's celebrating in the streets. You've seen the photos. 92% inflation. 92%. So, you know, last year, and I'm not going to do the conversion into, you know, per liters the way they would buy it there, but, you know, gas last year was 3 bucks a gallon, and this year it's, you know, five seventy-five or something like that. Like, just to put it in perspective, there are some places that are way worse than the United States. So we are kind of middle of the pack, upper end middle of the pack for inflation. So is it entirely Biden and the Democrats? No, it's not really fair to say that. Do they have no impact? No, it's not really fair to say that either. 719 on News Radio 92.3. So something needs to be done. We need to handle this differently. I'm completely with Rick Scott in the sense that this has got to stop this way of doing budgets. So if we care about Americans, we got to start acting responsibly. Given us a bill at 128 in the morning, that's over 4,000 pages that nobody will have the opportunity to read, that we'll have no idea what's in it, is not a way to run your, run your personal life, your business life, or your government. This has to stop. Absolutely. Will it? No. Brian, you know, I'm not an optimist. <laughs> I would love to be. Surprise me. This is one of those Charlie Brown and the football things, right? This is like, you know, getting the bridge done on time. Surprise me. <laughs> you know, pleasantly surprise me. 719 on News Radio 92.3. I'm Andrew McKay. Hobbies can be fun and expensive. How about a hobby that's fun and could make you money? Find out tomorrow morning at 10 with Emerald Coast Coins. Hear about precious metals and metal detectors as a great hobby. For nearly 20 years, Emerald Coast Coins has been one of the top-rated businesses in Northwest Florida to buy and sell gold, silver, and the best metal detectors to find treasure. Get more information about this tomorrow morning on the Pensacola Expert Panel. The Pensacola Expert Panel, 9 to 11 weekdays on News Radio 92.3 AM 1620. This is Tort Talk with personal injury lawyer Terrence A. Gross. Florida's no-fault law was passed in 1971. However, several changes took place in 2013 which negatively impacted accident victims. First, if you do not treat within 14 days, you lose your PIP benefits. Second, massage therapy and acupuncture are no longer covered benefits. Finally, if you pay for 10,000 benefits and are not EMC certified, you may only have 2,500 in coverage. Visit GrossAndSchuster.com. Hi, this is Norma Garcia, marketing consultant for Cat Country News Radio, ESPN, and Playlist. I want to wish you and your family a very Merry Christmas and a happy and safe New Year. Hi, I'm marketing consultant Tasca King. I hope you have a great Christmas and a happy New Year. From our locally owned family of stations, ESPN Pensacola, 991 FM, 1330 AM, News Radio 923 AM 1620, and Cat Country 98.7 to your family. Happy holidays. Have a great Christmas and a happy new year. When you listen to News Radio 92.3 on Saturdays, you get the Garden Line Encore at 9. At home with Gary Sullivan at 10. Swan Capital at 1. Let's go Pensacola at 4. Isn't there anyone who knows what Christmas is all about? 
true, Charlie Brown. I can tell you what Christmas is all about. Chestnuts roasting on an open fire. Thought I was going to cry. <laughs> you're welcome. Hootie and the Blowfish, by the way. In case you didn't oh, it sure it. is. Yeah, yeah, yeah it's, it's you know, you're like, oh, nice. yeah, that's of course it is. Yeah. 722 on News Radio 92.3, informative, local, dependable. I'm Andrew McKay. It's Spence Cola Morning News. Somebody texts in, good morning, Candy and Andrew. Um, sorry, Andrew and Candy. That doesn't matter. So, Andrew, my question <laughs> is, when did it? That's right. Yeah. When did inflation start in the other nations? Fair question, right? Because maybe yeah. they've been having it all along and we have it suddenly under Biden. And if you look at a chart that charts all of the nations uh, across time, it's pretty clear that it was all related to the pandemic. They sure. all went up significantly because of or during the pandemic. And there are variations in each country based on individual circumstances, but that's clearly the trend. Uh, certainly that was the trigger. But the question, of course, then is whether the pandemic itself and behavior or the government response to it, like lockdowns or uh, stimulus packages, you know, was the, was the reason. And all of that remains a fair question. That's true. Uh, 722 on News Radio 92.3. Somebody else says uh, Dave Ramsey uh, for Treasury Secretary. <laughs> if only. Um, right, every, can you imagine <laughs> the congressman under their envelopes? <laughs> Do you have the cash, That's sir? right. I have then my you don't movie get the bridge, envelope. Sir. That's right. <laughs> David Wayne is in the newsroom with our headlines. David? Indicted FTX founder Sam Bankman-Fried agreeing to be extradited from the Bahamas to the U.S. Paperwork filed with the court and Bankman-Fried will be flown into the U.S. later today. The uh, crypto hedge hedge fund founder was indicted last week on a half dozen counts. Ukrainian President Volodymyr Zelensky will be in Washington, D.C. today. This is his first trip outside of Ukraine since the Russian invasion started. He'll be meeting with President Biden and uh, delivering an address to a joint session of Congress. And a photo of soccer star Lionel Messi holding the World Cup trophy is now the most liked post ever on Instagram. Beat the egg. That's right. Uh, the egg is the most liked photo on Instagram, Candy. It's, oh. it's just an egg. It was so, so, it, The egg tried to become the most liked photo on Instagram and did succeed. Hey, I, until the soccer star. Go ahead, David. Until now. Yeah, until now. Now and it's, it's messy. And it's funny because Ronaldo and Messi, between them, are, I think it was six of the seven or seven of the eight top-liked photos in all of Instagram. I saw that, it's yeah. It's just crazy. <laughs> I mean, but a reminder of what soccer means to the rest of the world. That's right. And if you're curious, it was 69 million likes that got it to the top spot. That's a lot. That's quite <laughs> a few. No doubt that is a lot. All right, David, thanks so much for the update. 724 here on News Radio 92.3. What else? Oh, 3M. Has now, uh, the 3M makes the chemicals that go into the PFAS, okay? You know, the terrible, horrible stuff that we're finding in all the water and we're testing and trying to get rid of it. And it's hard to get rid of because it's very expensive to process out and the graphite filters and all that. Like, there's a whole, like, all the stuff to understand this problem is very, very big and very expensive. And that's why, you know, this impacts things like they found, the PFAS is in the, um, the firefighting foam. Okay, it's one of the ways in which it gets in. So, like, at Whiting, where the firefighting foam gets in the water, therefore you can't do the rapid infiltration basins for the wastewater treatment plant on Whiting property because it's going to percolate the PFAS that's stuck in the soil into the water supply. Again, it's just a huge topic. Anyway, 3M has now said that they're going to no longer make it. They are... You know, not hey. admitting culpability or responsibility or anything like that, but obviously if they're saying that they're not going to make it anymore, that 
you know, there's something here. So anyway, they plan to be entirely rid of them by the end of 2025, what are called the forever chemicals. So, um, you know, and forever because that's how long they remain in the environment. So however you want to interpret this, the end outcome seems to me to be, well, that's good news. It, you know, long run, we're not going to do this anymore. That's such a dangerous thing. So, you know, and there's like 5,000 different chemicals, by the way, involved in this. So it's a big, it's anyway, but that eventually in about two years, three years, they're going to stop making them. To me, that seems like a good news announcement. It's not exactly a turning on a dime kind of moment, but still it's something. 725, sorry, 726, uh, Candy Colors has got traffic on the five. Still watching that accident on Fairfield and Gulf Beach Highway. Now it is moving. It was, it's a crash with a roadblock injury. So watch your emergency crews on scene. Now I believe there's somebody there directing traffic because it is moving, just very slow moving. Again, that's South Fairfield and Gulf Beach Highway. Traffic tips, text 437-1620, News Radio 923, informative, local, dependable. When we share love, we all win. That's why Subaru created the Subaru Share the Love event. Right now, when you get a new Subaru during the Subaru Share the Love event, Subaru will donate $250 to your choice of four nationally recognized charities, the ASPCA, Make-A-Wish, Meals on Wheels, or the National Park Foundation. Or choose our local charity, the Pensacola Breast Cancer Association, and we'll add an extra $100 to Subaru's donation. Plus, for every Subaru vehicle service visit, we'll donate $5 more. So far, we've donated $120,000 to help fight breast cancer in Pensacola. Share your love in the best way at the Subaru Share the Love event, now through January 3rd. Anderson Subaru, Highway 29, just north of Car City, Pensacola, online at andersonsubaru.com. Anderson's got a Subaru for you. Subaru will donate $250 to purchaser or lease selected national and hometown charities. See retailer or andersonsubaru.com slash share for details. A better air filter on your air conditioner is nice, but it isn't enough. It takes a lot more than that to clean the air that you breathe. This is Todd with Gulf Coast Air Care. On Wednesday's pep talk, we'll talk about how to keep pollen, bacteria, and other pollutants out of your lungs. Remember what I always say, if you don't have a good air filter, you are one. Let's talk Wednesday morning at 9.30 on Pep Talk. The Pensacola Expert Panel, 9 to 11 weekdays on News Radio 92.3 AM 1620. Here's what's happening around Pensacola this week. Don't let the season go by without visiting the First City Lights Festival. Experience the glow of half a million twinkling lights along the streets of downtown Pensacola. Ring in the new year with the Pensacola Symphony Orchestra. The bright lights of Broadway come to the Sanger Theater stage as the orchestra performs musical theater's most memorable melodies. See PensacolaSymphony.com for more. Find more events and submit yours at NewsRadio923.com. Hi, this is David Wayne, and I just want to wish you and your family a very Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year. From all of us to all of you, Merry Christmas. She stared at the Grinch and said, Santa Claus, why? Why are you taking our Christmas tree? Why? All right, I, 
I, I have to ask, and I know, Candy, you'll, you'll certainly, I think you'll be exactly where I am on this. There was a news story the other day that was talking about Eglin Air Force Base where they are going to be deploying some new sentinels, some new uh, sentries to look around and, you know, protect the area and uh, patrol. The robot dog named Gus is, <laughs> is the name of the thing. And you know what this dog looks like. Black Mirror. They march like that. It's creepy. <laughs> no. No. <laughs> and the, you know, um, it's, it's so cool to meet Gus. Uh, it's an exciting time. And no, it's terrifying. Because if you have seen Black Mirror, this does not work well for the humans. That's right. And I don't. They are super cool looking, but this is an example where science fiction got there first. Yeah. You got to make them look like a panda bear. I'm sorry, right. you can't. Tell me make you wouldn't them... buy one for your yard, though. Tell me you wouldn't buy one for your not yard. Not one of these. No, no, not ever. David Wayne's up next after Fox. Fox News. I'm Chris Foster. Ukraine's President Vladimir Zelensky visits the White House this afternoon on his first foreign trip since the Russian military invasion. Ukrainian President is to have an extended sit-down this afternoon with President Biden and members of his cabinet. They're expected to have a strategic discussion on the way ahead on the battlefield. He's expected to address members of Congress as they debate a spending plan that includes about $45 billion for Ukraine. Fox's Kevin Cork that addressed to Congress 7.30 p.m. Eastern. It is bitterly cold in much of the middle of the country. Current wind chills this morning. Some spots in the northern plains, negative 35, negative 30 degrees. We've got wind chill alerts stretching all the way down into Texas early this morning. Haven't seen wind chill advisories like that in Texas for 11 years. Fox meteorologist Adam Klotz. It's the first day of winter, the shortest day of the year, with eight hours, 46 minutes of sunlight here in the northern hemisphere. America's listening to Fox News. Good morning, 731 News Radio 923. Cloudy skies, 48 right now in Pensacola. I'm David Wayne. The city of Pensacola says they're all in on the National Aviation getting the National Aviation Museum getting being opened to the public. This week we have let the Navy know that the city of Pensacola is ready and willing to make whatever to do whatever we possibly can to be a partner, a supportive partner in um, whatever tactic they would take on to get the museum open. And uh, that's Pensacola Mayor D.C. Reeves. It's not clear exactly what that could involve as of yet. That decision ultimately up to Navy Higher Command. Last month, Senators Rick Scott and Marco Rubio wrote a letter to Navy Secretary Carlos Del Toro specifically requesting a joint corridor project with FDOT to create a public access roadway. In Baldwin County, a now former teacher at the South Baldwin Center for Technology is accused of having a sexual relationship with a student, 46-year-old Daniel Navarro, facing three counts of school employee having sexual contact with a student under the age of 19. WKRG reporting that the incident happened while he was a teacher in the culinary arts program at that school. On Tuesday, Navarro posted $90,000 bond. He's been ordered to wear an ankle monitor. Police in Robertsdale say the investigation was lengthy. Eventually, they came up with enough evidence to send it to a grand jury this month. The Pensacola Little Theater and Clark Family Cultural Center undergoing some renovations. They're hoping it'll be a complete resurgence to the building that's been uh, up since 1911.
We want to make sure that the theater has the biggest attention during this renovation. That's all new theater seats, new carpet, lighting, sound, acoustics. So we're going to make sure that that space matches the quality of the performances that are on the stage. Sid Williams Heath is the executive director there. He says they've raised 2.5 of the $3 million needed for the renovations. Days after Escambia County deputies announced a huge drug bust, Sheriff Chip Simmons is now trying to get the word out about a, the potential consequences of taking fentanyl-laced pills, like the ones that were mixed and made in someone's home. I, I want people to understand that this is a very dangerous drug, and you don't know how much could, could, you know, could um, be in each one of these particular pills. And the only way I felt like I could do that is do what, and we're not the only agency sure, that does Sure, I've this. seen we the just, same we, kind we, of thing, yeah, We, right. we want to just make sure that people understand just how much fentanyl this is and that it is in our community and how many people that it could potentially affect. And, of course, just last week, deputies served five different search warrants during Operation Blue Christmas. Simmons said a pill press and enough fentanyl to kill 800,000 people potentially was found during that search. Pensacola man now charged for a shooting over the weekend here in Escambia County. 33-year-old Kiri Alexander Walker charged with attempted homicide and possession of a weapon by a convicted felon. He's still in jail on $40,000 bond. That shooting happened on Saturday at a home on Frisco Road. And an Alabama woman facing charges for an outburst at the Miami International Airport recently. Camilla McMillie was arrested yesterday for allegedly throwing a computer monitor at a gate agent. Police say the 25-year-old was upset after losing track of her kids. The gate agent was hit in the shoulder but not seriously hurt. 735 at News Radio 92.3. Let's get a look at your traffic on the fives. Candy, what are you seeing? Uh, well, it's brought to you by Frontier Motors, and still that one accident, but it's slow, but it is moving. That's good. Better than uh, about an hour ago. Uh, there is a crash with injuries. It's Fairfield and Gulf Beach Highway, so watch for emergency crews on scene. Uh, but it is starting to move now. It was backed up a great deal in both directions on Gulf Beach Highway. But again, moving, just moving slow. Uh, this is brought to you, like I said, by the good folks from Frontier Motors, the only dealer that Dave Ramsey and Andrew McKay recommends in Pensacola. Frontier Motors, Beverly Parkway. Traffic tips, text 437-1620, News Radio 92.3, informative, local, dependable. It's going to be a chilly day out there today with a high near 58 degrees, 10% chance of a stray shower, otherwise mostly cloudy skies. Overnight tonight, temperatures dropping into the 50s for low. For Thursday, we are going to have highs topping out near 65 degrees, then showers move in late in the day. After that, we are going to see a big cool down, temperatures dropping into the 20s overnight Thursday. This is Brooke Richardson for the First Morning Weather Center. And thank you very much, Brooke. Right now, 48 and cloudy in Pensacola, 49 in Gulf Breeze, and 47 in Milton. Our next news at 8 o'clock. Breaking news anytime. I'm David Wayne, News Radio 92.3, informative, local, dependable. I'm Jennifer Koshenko with your Money Now. The Supreme Court has scheduled high-profile arguments over President Biden's student loan forgiveness plan for February 28th, meaning borrowers suspended in uncertainty about the fate of their debts will at least know more soon. Since Biden unveiled his plan to cancel up to $20,000 in student debt for tens of millions of people, Republicans and conservative groups have filed at least six lawsuits to try to halt the policy. Facebook parent Meta Platform CEO Mark Zuckerberg took the witness stand Tuesday 
Tuesday in a case in which the FTC is seeking to prevent the social media company from acquiring a virtual reality startup. The FTC is seeking an injunction blocking Meta's planned acquisition of Within Unlimited Incorporated, the company behind the popular virtual reality fitness game Supernatural. The legal move poses a direct challenge to Meta's plans for the metaverse, a term used to describe a platform where numerous online workers play and work in virtual worlds. On Wall Street, futures pointing to a higher open. That's your money now. When you were 18, you spent your spring break in Cancun. The party was legendary, and you speak of it often, even though you don't remember half of it. The geeky kid who sat across from you in math class stayed home, practicing calculus. You made fun of her. A lot. That is, until last year, when you owed the IRS a lot of money and called the certified public accountants at Benakis & Associates. And she answered the phone. Who's laughing now? The number crunchers at Benakis & Associates live and breathe accounting and tax preparation. It's practically in their DNA. When you need to know what the heck a Form 656-PPV is, call Benakis & Associates. When you need a QuickBooks Pro Advisor, call Benakis & Associates. When you need someone who practices long division for fun, call Benakis & Associates. Now in the historic district on 120 South Alconies and online at flacpas.com. Benakis & Associates. Leave the numbers to the experts. Tune in to News Radio Pensacola on the FM dial at 92.3 and 95.3. Listen on the AM dial at 1620. Stream us online at newsradio923.com or download the News Radio Pensacola app. You can also listen to podcasts of all of our local shows on demand and get news and traffic alerts. Listen to local talk shows in the morning and afternoon drive and we're Pensacola's home for Brian Kilmeade. News Radio 92.3, informative, local, dependable. Good morning, 739 here on News Radio 92.3. I'm Andrew McKay. It's a Pensacola Morning News. Joining us now, we have D.C. Reeves, the mayor of Pensacola. Mayor, welcome back to the show, sir. Thank you for having me. Happy holidays. Happy, ha Merry Christmas, Happy New Year. And um, by the way, apparently my apologies. Uh, I was wrong, and uh, you and Casey Jones were right. Uh, a unanimous vote in the end, <laughs> after some wrangling about what the vote actually meant, to ban smoking in city parks in Pensacola, uh, except for cigars, which of course are still preempted by the state. And not a single person from the public showed up to protest, so uh, apparently I'm the one, and um, you know, there you go. Now that's first reading, so still second reading to come. Do you expect any changes in the ordinance in the second reading in, in January? Uh, not really. I think anything would be uh, procedural. You know, we may specifically outline Osceola Golf Course as a as an exception instead of just omitting it. Where if we went back and looked three years later and we said, well, what does the city limits mean? Sure. You know, just just because it's not in the city limits, why not just go ahead and name it in there? It's kind of my logic, but. Uh, but no, I don't. I don't expect any, you know, uh, substantial changes. Okay. Yeah. No. I mean, I wouldn't either, especially based on how it went. If nobody's going to talk from the public and you get all of the city council members on board, then you know, it's you know, all over but the shouting, basically. Uh, big thing happening this week. Obviously, we have cold weather. Freezing temperatures going to come in overnight into Friday, Saturday, Sunday for Christmas. It's going to be a very cold weekend. Uh, what kinds of things is the city doing to prepare, and what kinds of things are you doing to prepare for citizens who might be suffering with the cold weather? 
Of course, yeah. So um, obviously, uh, like any um, weather event, um, we we're keeping an, an hour by hour look at it. And, and Chief Craner, Fire Department, does a great job of, uh, of heading that up for us for emergency operations. A um, couple things to note and to share out there: um, dial two one one, and that can get you. That's that's a great starting point if you're if you're seeking shelter, looking for shelter, and, and any other help that you may need based around this weather. Uh, I would say if you don't remember anything else, remember that you can call two one one. And then a couple other important things to point out: I do know um, as far as the um, homeless population, I know uh, we've heard that uh, Waterfront Mission will be a 24/7 warming center starting Thursday um, through Sunday. Uh, and I, I want to give credit, of course, to our police department. You know, uh, they, they've got uh, beats to work and, and calls to respond to, um, but also they take a very proactive approach. And if, if, we, if we see anybody out there um, that we make sure that, that when we're just out on the streets, we make sure that we get the proper information to them and, you know, kind of uh, wear both hats there. And, and I really appreciate the, our, our police officers taking that proactive approach to make sure that um, we're getting the word out to the people who may need it most. Mm-hmm. So, no, that's um, good. so in terms of what facilities are going to be open, I've gotten questions about the city center, obviously, or the Bay Center. I'm, as you know, that's a, that's a county facility. Um, and uh, so we'll, I'm sure we'll be having conversations today um, you know, about that and what potential next steps would be if, if the Bay Center were to open. Very good. And as always, the reminder to people to, you know, cover, you know, if you've got uh, pipes, you know, in Florida, we're really not built for freezing. (laughs) You know, we're just, you know, the pipe, you know, I I come from the Midwest where uh, the water pipe comes to your house from a couple feet in the the ground, you know, and here it's like just underneath. So uh, making sure that you, you know, if it's freezing, you might want to leave it drip uh, in the farthest away from the inbound. You know, you want to cover your outside uh, spigots and, you know, we, you know, we sometimes even will turn off the water supply, that kind of stuff. Uh, but you just, you know, prepare for that because frozen pipes is not something you want to deal with. If those burst, it's a big problem, right? Absolutely. And, and also, you know, what I'd, I'd say is, you know, again, we'll monitor and we'll probably learn a lot more as we go through the day to day, but you know, something to keep in mind, of course, is driving, you know, and, and yeah. those decisions that'll be made about, about Friday. Um, you know, the one, the one bridge in the city limits that, that we maintain as the city and the, uh, whereas the state really maintains all of the rest is the bridge at the bottom of the 12th Avenue bridge. I mean, uh, 12th Avenue, excuse me, uh, kind of at the bottom of the hill there coming up over uh, Carpenter Creek by Utah. Yeah. Um, and so, you know, of course we've got to get that prepped and that's two downhills coming into a bridge. And um, we've already talked with PPD about maybe having a, a squad car there to help, you know, slow folks down. Um, but just be extra, extra careful. I mean, that, that is where, uh, you know, and, and uh, depending on what we end up finding out today, certainly there'll be some more advisories about driving and things like that potentially and, and, and being on the roads. But I will say this just from a common sense standpoint uh, on Friday, if you don't need to be out on the roads, I just I wouldn't be out there uh, taking a joy ride. That would not be the day to do it. So yeah. regardless uh, of what advisories come from this point forward and you know it's it's so true it's so funny we, we uh biked in ashley plantation and pace over the weekend and around that vicinity and there's a big drop that there's a huge downhill and then an uphill and there's a bridge at the bottom and the sign says be careful bridge may ice and i was laughing i'm like come on in florida well lo and behold <laughs> <laughs> you know that one time every couple of years where it can happen you know it's definitely a concern um, one of the other things that, uh, and you talked about this a little bit yesterday, but one of the things is open access for the museum, NAS Pensacola, 
this has been the uh, you know the Gordian knot we've been trying to solve for well ever since you know the base was closed. It's become more pressing now that COVID has has lifted because that's no longer a reason to have the base closed. But obviously, security post terrorist attack is the big issue. I know Senator Broxson, Representative Andrade, and Salzman, everybody's working on this. We're going to take a quick traffic break, but when we come back, I want to ask you about what the city is doing sure. toward that end to the degree the city has that capability. We're talking to D.C. Reeves, the mayor of Pensacola. Candy's got traffic on the fives. And this question is brought to you by, does your family have matching Christmas pajamas? D.C.? Uh, yes. <laughs> yes. You owe me 20 bucks, Andrew. Nice. All right. Fairfield and Gulf Beach Highway still showing an accident, but it is slow. It's moving, though, finally. Traffic tips text 437-1620. News Radio 92.3. Informative, local, dependable. That's the image I got stuck in my head now. Well done, Candy. Yeah. All right. Back to D.C. Reeves. Um, <laughs> what is the city doing? What can the city do to help facilitate opening the uh, base up for the public access to the lighthouse and the museum, et cetera? Sure. So, uh, you know, in my different roles in recent years, I've been, you know, part uh, of this conversation on the periphery and perhaps more directly now, um, you know, board chair at Visit Pensacola. You know, people forget at its peak, 900,000 visitors, the largest tourist attraction between New Orleans and Orlando uh, in terms of people that come through. And when I present to groups, when they talk about this or ask me, I always say, what would we do as a community if someone called us on the phone from the outside? and said, we're going to bring a tourist attraction that's the largest between New Orleans and Orlando. What would we do to, to get that, you know, to have that come to our community? Well, we have it. We, we, so what, what I'm asking and, you know, and really as the city, representing the city is, you know, what we, I want to make sure we're doing absolutely everything we can to be a good partner. And so we, we have had um, some conversations with um, uh, the Department of the Navy um, and what I can say at the moment is we have told them that they have our 100% support logistically. Um, anything that needs to be done um, from a city perspective uh, to help get that uh, across the finish line is, is something that we'd be at minimum willing to entertain and most likely willing to do. Um, so I'm encouraged in the fact that the, you know, the, the tone of the conversation has changed to kind of how can we uh, is what I could say. Um, and a lot of balls in their court and, and a lot of decisions made. And, and look, the, the challenge for the Navy is, uh, you know, security is job one. Right. For them. So and I understand that and I certainly sympathize with that. Um, but um, what are our options are? I know, you know, some options per, perhaps could be moving up the chain. Um, and I've told them we are at the ready to make sure that uh, the city of Pensacola is uh, proactive and plays a, a key role in um, any way that we can get the museum open in any fashion. And I, I want to just I want to make sure I heard you properly and don't mischaracterize you. You're saying that yeah. the conversational tone from Big Navy is how can we that that's a shift you've seen? Not not the local because yeah, we know the local base commanders and all that. That's all they're all on board. Correct. They want to make something happen. Um, but you know, Big Navy has been that's the hurdle. Correct. Absolutely. What I would say is, is I think the, the level of, um, of concern and consideration for the plight of our community and our base about this uh, has, has changed wow. uh, slightly. Great. Now, what, will that, what that will result in, you know, we'll, we'll find out. And, and, uh, but at the end of the day, I appreciate Big Navy uh, you know, taking another look at this. Yeah. Um, and I'm, I'm thrilled and grateful to, to be a part of uh, those conversations as they move forward. And um, and as I said, I, what I can say at the moment is we will do everything we can in the city of Pensacola to, to get that 
treasure of ours, the thing that I grew up going to, a lot of us grew up going to, and was a big, important part of our lives, um, you know, and get it back open. You know, we, we, it's, it's difficult to watch it. Yeah. Uh, in the state that it's in now, um, you know, compared to what it was. Yeah, and look, I mean, I know that's not a definitive answer, but, you know, baby steps to the door, baby steps down the hallway, baby steps to the elevator. You know, I'm, you know, I'm on board. This is, you know, progress, even okay. little progress is, is a good thing with Big Navy. We always like to end with uh, the lightning round. Uh, Candy already asked you the one about right. the uh, matching pajamas, which we know. Um, do you wear them anytime? Other, I mean, do you wear them just for funsies or is it special? Just Do you wear them at Christmas morning? No, this is, I mean... I mean, give me some credit. This is on, this is a this is a one night only uh, endeavor. <laughs> it's a photo. What do they only. Look Fair like? enough. Um, does your does your family do you open presents at all Christmas Eve? Yes, uh, you know we uh, at my mom's house historically for us as kids we would do Christmas Eve um, and uh, so all so presents or yes. one we, present? We, we can't. Uh, no, we we. We uh, ration it out. You know, we, we make make sure that uh, we're too excited to not open anything uh, on Christmas Eve, but we, we save some stuff. And, of course, um, you know, Santa's uh, shows up on Christmas morning as well at our house. So. All right. Fair enough. And what is the meat of preference for Christmas dinner? Um, I mean, I would say if, if I were to run through all of them, it would be uh, turkey, but we're going uh, – we're switching it up we're going ham uh, all right all right this spiral slice so, honey ham yeah. regular any 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 uh oh honey gotta go honey. you gotta go the honey. Yeah, I, yeah, I agree absolutely. with it. I, yeah. I can affirm your decision yeah, it tastes for like you, you well made done. it <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we made yeah. it dc yeah. reeves is the mayor of pensacola he joins us every wednesday dc as always thanks for the time and merry christmas sir we'll talk to you again merry soon All right. Merry Christmas, guys. Thanks so much. 750 on News Radio 92.3. I'm Andrew McKay. As a small business owner, what keeps you up at night? Just knowing if your email got hacked or your phone system went down, it could cost you thousands in revenue as well as your reputation. That's where Data Revolution comes in with their unique position to take care of you and your business IT support, phone systems, cybersecurity, and more. Secure it and sleep better at night by going to datarevs.com. Winner of the 2021 Best of the Bay for IT support. Datarevs.com. Merry Christmas from everyone at News Radio 92.3 AM 1620, ESPN Pensacola 1330 AM and 99.1 FM, Cat Country 98.7, and Pensacola's Playlist 94.5. We want you to enjoy the sounds of the season anytime. Pensacola's Playlist 94.5 is now Cat Country's Christmas Playlist 94.5 all through the holidays. Classic holiday songs and favorites from pop, country, and everything in between on Cat Country's Christmas Playlist 94.5. From our family to yours, Merry Christmas and Happy New New Year. This has been Myers with Pete Moore Chevrolet wishing you a very Merry Christmas and a much happier New Year. This is Mark Gauss with ID Group wishing you a very Merry Christmas and a much happy New Year. And this is Ashley with the Drip Parlor wishing you a very Merry Christmas and a very happy New Year. This is Kathy Summerlin with the Sanger Theater wishing you a very Merry Christmas and a much happier New Year. And happy holidays from our locally owned family of stations. 99.1 FM, 1330 AM, ESPN Pensacola. News Radio 92.3 AM 1620 and Cat Country 98.7. Tune in to News Radio Pensacola on the FM dial at 92.3 and 95.3. Listen on the AM dial at 1620. Papa, you haven't touched a morsel. I'll have to take this suit in. Eat. I'm busy, Mama. It's almost Christmas. Whoever heard of a skinny Santa? Eat. Eat.
Good morning, 7.53 here on News Radio 92.3. Go fish, by the way, in case you were wondering. Aww. And, of course, Rudolph. Of love course, that. Rudolph. I've got a couple of notes in here I want to share with you. One is uh, from my good friend Josh Newby, who is the executive director of the Council on Aging, says that today is the last day for needy seniors to get a free space heater from Council on Aging before the cold sets in, which, of course, will be overnight into Friday, as we were just talking about. Uh, if they need to call, the phone number is 432-1475, 432-1475. And they are still taking donations of new heaters if you want to help out obviously mm-hmm. in and order you can to, donate online too yeah in order to take somebody has to be willing to give on the front end uh as far as freezing roadways somebody said uh any road that goes over an open space like a culvert that can also be prone to freezing so just keep that in mind are we supposed to be off the roads friday well if there's moisture not off the road i mean dc said don't go you know don't go out but if it's look no i'm just trying to get out storm? of stuff i'm listening remember the ice storm Heck yeah when we for one day had weather that was like the rest of the country has all the time in the winter <laughs> And the advice was just stay off the roads. Why? Because people aren't used to it. You know, they don't know what they're doing. Uh, and that's true. So, you know, just be aware if there's precipitation, if there's any kind of road surface conditions, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, uh, and all the stuff like the black ice that you can't see and all, just all of that, right? So, 437-1620. David Wayne is in the newsroom with our headlines. David? There we go. There we go. Hey, tens of millions of people under weather alerts uh, as a big winter storm is going to bring really cold temperatures across most of the country this week, including here. going to be really cold starting tomorrow night. Uh, the storm's most serious effects will be a big blizzard in the Midwest, though, starting on Thursday. I'm really upset I'm missing that. ESPN reports that the NBA's <laughs> Phoenix Suns and WNBA's... Y'all can keep it. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> the WNBA's Mercury are being purchased by billionaire mortgage lender Matt Ishbia for around $4 billion. The NBA suspended current owner Robert Sarver for a year and fined him $10 million after an investigation found the team had a toxic workplace and the Supreme Court expected soon to decide whether the public health rule that's been used to stop illegal immigration is going to stay in place or not. It's hard to imagine. Imagine doubling your workload when you're already barely struggling to keep your head above water. That is uh, Texas Congressman Tony Gonzalez. The Biden administration had been given until today to end Title 42. Several states, including Texas, sued to keep it in place. Yeah, it's, uh, you know, I know when people heard the Supreme Court news, they thought, oh, you know, of course, that's fantastic. Well, that wasn't a final rule. (laughs) That was just a for now kind of thing. So. All right, David, thanks so much for the update. 7.55 here on News Radio 92.3. Candy's got traffic on the fives. And uh, still watching the accident, Fairfield and Gulf Beach Highway. It's the only one popping up right now near Nelson's Liquors and the Shell Station right there. No, it is moving. It was a roadblock earlier, but it is moving. If you have traffic tips, you can text in 437-1620. News Radio 92.3, informative, local, dependable. If you have a family member, loved one, probably a parent, you know, if you're in my age range, you're in the like 40 to 50s age range, you got parents who are starting to need help, need a lot of help uh, with what they call activities of daily living. And that can be way more than just, you know, cooking and cleaning and and stuff like that. But this is uh, toileting. This is bathing. This is getting dressed. This is grooming. This is the stuff that gets to be too much for you, right? Too much for you. You're helping as much as you can, but it's too much for you. Okay. And I know in your mind, you might think like, I know I would never, ever put my parents in a nursing home. I, I don't want that. I won't do that to them. Okay. I understand. But there's an in-between. There's a thing called assisted living. And a lot of people think assisted living is the same as a nurse. It's not, okay? It's a very independent lifestyle with a significant amount of help from people who are trained and capable of giving them that help. And it's, you know, it really, look, I, I've seen this myself firsthand, but the, the challenge is there's like 40 different places that do this in Pensacola. How do you know which one to go to? 
Well, these are the kinds of questions that John Horton can help you with. He has a company called Assisted Living Locators. And just call him and kind of talk with him and describe the situation. There's no cost to you. And he will help figure out what is the right choice, what is the one that makes sense for your parents, and what are the costs, all of that kind of stuff. He can help you figure that out. AssistedLivingLocators.com online or call him on his cell phone, 712-0887. With zero down payment, zero due at signing, zero first month payment, you'll have zero reasons to miss your chance to save at the Volkswagen Sign Then Drive event. Going on now at Feedboard Imports. Sign Then Drive a 2023 Volkswagen Taos and see how zero down, zero due at signing, and zero first month payment add up to more value in this sporty VW crossover from Piedmore Imports. Or with zero down, zero first month payment, and zero due at signing, sign then drive the 2023 Volkswagen Tiguan, the SUV with a third row and plenty of room to get you where you're going. But first, get to Piedmore Imports during the Volkswagen sign and drive event and see how all those zeros add up to one of the best Volkswagen leasing events of the year. Piedmore Imports. They're not in Car City, so you won't pay Car City prices. Piedmore Imports, 103 New Warrington Road. Excludes tax, title, license options, and dealer fees for highly qualified customers through Volkswagen Credit. Hark! The herald angels sing. Glory to the newborn king. Peace on earth and mercy mild. God and sinners reconciled. Hi, this is Mary with Howard Young Flooring. During this beautiful time of year, let us not forget to celebrate the birth of our Savior, Jesus Christ. What a wonderful gift we have all been given. From our family to yours, we wish you a very Merry Christmas and a happy and blessed New Year. Dependable traffic on the fives with local news at the top and bottom of each hour on News Radio 92.3. Informative, local, dependable. The circuits that cannot be cut are cut automatically in response to a terrorist incident. You ask for miracles, dear. I give you the FBI. Absolutely fantastic. No, good stuff. When we come back, the Stanford Project to Change Language. You're listening to News Radio 92.3, WNRP Golf Breeze, Milton, Pensacola. Bids are in for.